And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, this is our second open because as we were recording classic Glue Guys fashion, we had breaking news that Sham Sharani is reporting that Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the team until he is a full participant. Uh, Brian and I are going to talk about that and the whole much more in the... <laughs> What a what a day! Yeah, Another what a day. day! Good, good stuff. This is Mike here. Say hello, hello. Brian. Check us out on Twitter at PKGlueGuysNets, daily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself behind that paywall, TheAthletic.com, slash glue guys, 50% off. Brian, we have breaking news. We had been recording a pod um, for about an hour now. Yeah, I'm just thinking about how I'm going to patch this all together, but yeah, keep going. Roll with um, it. And and just as we were about to wrap up, we were kind of making light jokes about the Terrence Williams dental scam. Uh, Chom Sharania of The Athletic, who you can read at The Athletic at theathletic.com slash cool guys, uh, has reported that Kyrie Irving will not be allowed to play until he is a full participant with the team. And here's the, the statement that Sean Marks has given to Sham Sharania, and I'm sure to other people too. And I'll read it in full right now. Given the involved nature of the situation, and after thorough deliberations, we've decided Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the team until he is eligible to be a full participant. Kyrie has made a personal choice, and we respect his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his, uh, his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. It is an imperative that we continue to build chemistry as a team remain true to our long-established values of togetherness and sacrifice. Our championship goals for the season have not changed. To achieve these goals, each member of our organization must pull in the same direction. We are excited for the start of the season and look forward to a successful campaign that will make the borough of Brooklyn proud. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Full-throated, Mike. A full-throated rebuke. Yeah, so that's pr that's a that's a quite a strong statement. Um, it it really, I love the fact that they're like Kyrie has made a personal choice, and we respect his right to choose his body, his choice. Um, but also, um, you're not playing basketball for us until you get the shot. Um, I think this is we have no clue how he's going to react, and. I, I mean, you, you could guess that he's going to say basically F off. I'm then not playing basketball. He is that the range of possibilities with, with Kyrie is so wild, you know, like ultimately 
it's and I do not mean this as a negative. Money doesn't seem to motivate him at all, right? He's he doesn't has not blinked an eye about money. Um the championship drive, he's already won a championship and he has said he wants to win, but maybe he just he maybe maybe he feels as a competitor he doesn't really care. Um what do you make? Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's the first little bit of hardball the Nets have ever played with any of these guys at any point ever. Ever. Yeah. Um I am encouraged to see that they uh that they did it, you know, because this is a kind of thing that you could ostensibly kick the can down the road indefinitely and have your hands clean of any real decision making. Um so I'm actually encouraged to see that they're applying some requisite pressure here. Uh, I'm thinking really about like, it, what could I predict Kyrie Irving? will? How will he respond? Is he going to dig in like a tick and not move off this point now? If now that he's got a little like slap on the wrist, because that's maybe how he'll perceive it. Um, I, they've certainly weighed the, the decision in a multitude of ways. And, you know, maybe they have some insight into whether or not he was like anticipating something like this, but if he wasn't, yeah. Do you think that they reached out to him before they put out this statement? Cause the statement almost reads like a direct message to Kyrie, which of course it is. Do you think they said to Kyrie, Hey, uh, you won't play for us unless if you're a full-time player, or do you think that they're try like they're, they, they were like, we're going to really put pressure on him and not tell him ahead of time. <laughs> I imagine that they told him because they must have had a conversation before they put this out with Kyrie Irving and said to him, Hey, if you're not going to get the shot, like we're not going to play you. Right. Don't you think that's how it would go? I really don't know. It's so hard. Cause like, I'm just really trying to think about like what the line, like lines of communication are right now. With, yeah. With, that's what's tough. Yeah. Cause it seems like, I mean, like they, like they, I'm just using the example of media day. Like he was a, supposed to be at media day, like, like listening to Sarah Kustak on the Zach Lowe thing. Like they, everyone assumed like that one tweet that went out the night before from, uh, the New York times. Adam guy, Zagoria, Adam Zagoria, yeah. Uh, like that was what everybody else got too. Like, like Kust- Sarah Kustak was saying that they had it all, you know, on their thing that like he was expected to be there at nine 30 or whatever. <laughs> and he just wasn't there. He was at home. So like something is breaking down with the lines of communication somewhere along the way. You're right. Like there was the other thing we were talking about, or we will talk about in the future on the other version of the next episode with the Frank Isola uh, business with like him having an appointment to get a vaccination. Yeah, explain that. Cause people are going to be listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, okay, so, well, Frank, I, I saw this from someone else's tweet aggregating Frank Isola. So again, I apologize if this is like incorrect, but Frank Isola apparently said on his Sirius XM NBA radio show, that the Nets had an appointment for Kyrie Irving to get a vaccine shot. I don't know when this would have been. This probably would have been around media day, uh, maybe like a little bit after that. Kyrie had said that he was going to go and then didn't go. And that's when like things have kind of shifted in the organization of where they have like no clue what's happening with Kyrie. Um, and so that, so and, and that lines up with, and as you'll hear later in the pod, yeah, because for listeners, and we recorded a whole episode and then this news drops. We just wanted to bring you the latest. But the organization had acted like, yeah, Kyrie is going to get the shot. Like they had been acting like that. Sean Marks had been saying he was confident that they'd have the whole team. And he was also confident that James Harden and Kyrie Irving would uh, sign long-term extensions. And now you're kind of thankful that Kyrie hasn't because that's a whole nother issue if he had signed an extension with the team. But 
um, then suddenly sort of the organization had shifted and they acted like they had no clue what was going to happen. And I think it, I think that I saw a tweet, not that Frank tweeted it, but that someone referenced him. I think it's probably true. I think it, he probably did have a vaccine appointment and he decided not to show up for what the reasons that he feels. Um, I, I think it, as you said, this is an extremely, um, interesting move by the nets because it is the first time that they have ever, ever seemingly publicly put a hard line out to one of their players ever. Like they are the softest organization when it comes to sort of how much allowance they give players. And I think it's been to their benefit. I mean, the reason why Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and then James Harden wanted to be here was that, you know, they, they could come here and not feel like so much with the media obligation. They could kind of run their own little kingdoms within the organization. They can hire the assistant coaches that they wanted to. I mean, Kevin Durant has an assistant coach. He has a couple of guys that he's, that have been with him before that are now assistants with the Nets. Ben, like the DeAndre Bembry signing who played at Kyrie's high school is kind of viewed as like Kyrie wanted Bembry here. Um, or at least that was the idea. Who knows if that's actually true. These guys have been given, you know, full run, you know, and, and they, this is a massive move by Sean Marks to say publicly and fully stating that Kyrie cannot be playing basketball. And it's against, this is the thing. It's against our long established values of togetherness and sacrifice. Now, let me ask you, Brian. Does Sean Marks put this through to Harden and Durant beforehand too? Like, I think this has been, I think if this is being put out, everyone has got to be on board with this decision. I think so. And I think also that the timing of it is interesting too, to wait for the, the day after sort of a, like an obnoxious preseason game. Like, yeah, it's preseason, whatever, but like that Kyrie wasn't there for, uh, like, I'm, I'm wondering if there was any kind of like, hoops that people had to jump through with regards to like whether or not that that was going to happen like it just you know i feel like it's an interesting time to release that after that kind of like preseason weird loss without Kyrie there because it's like all right did kevin like give them a little bit of time to see what it would be like throughout the whole season to be like this kind of sucks like this is stupid like we should we need to just do something differently here um so i like and it's kind of like kind of reminds me of like Nash and DeAndre Jordan, like give them enough to see what it's like and then like pull it off the table. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, so it's like, give them, like show them what it's like to be traveling without Kyrie or having the whole uncertainty circus surrounding it. like for, for just like a little while. And then now we can have the conversation. It it really helps to kind of see the thing play out before, before making a decision, I think. Um, And so I would be willing to guess that, yeah, I think that that probably definitely went through those channels before, before coming out for sure. Well, and again, we talk about this later in the episode, but Woj during the preseason game last night said, and Alex Sturm shouts to him for aggregating, um, true that that's the true journalism. And I appreciate it. Um, that Joe Sy, Sean Marks, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, would all be the ones, and he left out Steve Nash, and everyone yelled about that. Woj did, but I imagine Steve Nash is involved with this too. They would all deliberate and decide what to do with Kyrie Irving, right? So Woj reported that last night. There's a thought out there that Woj and Sean Marks are pretty close. Like Woj kind of will often say things as like, 
I'm going to guess the Nets are going to do this and then the Nets do it like in two days. Like that happens a lot. So Woj goes on TV during a Nets preseason game and says that there's this group of people that are making a decision. And then the next day we get this statement. Again, this statement is like, it is so unusual, not only for just, I mean, it's unusual for the Nets to do this, but also for any NBA team to, to specifically say to a superstar on the team, like, hey, like we just don't, we don't want you. Like we don't want you if you're going to do. <laughs> set the takeaway. We don't know. Yeah. We don't want you if you're going to do the thing that you're that you're sticking to do, which is not get shot, not get the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, now it is kind of crazy where it's like this was like a perfect confluence of of issues where Kyrie has always been a denier of science on many many levels, going way back the flat Earth stuff. Uh, we have a pandemic. How great was that? that Fantastic. Was so good. Um, there's a vaccine that there's been a massive amount of disinformation around and um, he happens to play in a city that COVID hit the hardest and has these vaccine mandates that are for the public good. And it's like all these factors, like if he was still playing for Cleveland, he wouldn't get the shot and no one would care. And we would all just, I mean, there'd be some statement about it, but no one would really like Bradley Beal said the things that he said we've all moved on from Bradley Beal, haven't we? Like he's, you know, he hasn't got the shot, you know? Um, it, it's just like the perfect Kyrie storm. And I, you said this to me and I think it's true. It's like Kyrie's risking his career for Facebook memes. Like, yeah. Having your, I mean, your disinformation receptors open is a problem guys. It's, it's a bad problem for just full stop. It's gonna, it's gonna be a problem. You got to, fix that in whatever capacity you possibly can. You don't want to have, yeah. you don't want to be asking so many questions that you land on flat earth. That's too many questions. You've asked one too many questions at that point. Yeah. That, that, so it's, it's wild. Like, and, and I think like, can we, like we game plan it out? Like, do you think this motivates him at all to get a, a shot? Like, that's also the kind of thing where it's like, I think the nets are kind of stuck because what, what, what could they possibly do? to help push Kyrie towards getting the shot. Now, the one thing that they could have maybe have done is, do you know like how insanely restrictive it is? If you are unvaccinated and you're trying to play in the NBA, like your locker has to literally be distant from everyone (laughs) else. I think you have to fly like on a different part of the plane. Like you, you are not allowed to eat with anyone. You have to stay in your room. There are like all these qualifications. And I do wonder if like, the way you talked about DeAndre Jordan is like, we're going to start him. You're going to see that he's bad so that you guys can know, like with Kyrie, it's like maybe they could have gone two weeks into the season and be like, Hey Kyrie, like this, your life sucks being unvaccinated. You you can't like do anything. Why don't you try to get vaccinated and make your life better? But it must be a decision organization will be like, well, if we let him play at all, then we're, then we're we're backed into a corner because why let him play at all and then pull him back to right? a certain extent i think that they maybe even tried to do that with stuff like the like practice at the park or whatever that kind of stuff like where he had to wear the mask the entire time and it was like sort of treated differently but i think and this is complete guesswork and conjecture like Kyrie might be the kind of guy that even like likes that to a certain extent <laughs> you know that that's like a badge of honor that he's like willing to jump through those hoops to like you know, die on this hill that he wants to die on now. Like it might be like feeding into that, like maybe like more menacing little troll in his ego. It's so crazy. I mean, I'm the things I'm going to be most interested in looking forward is like, how do Kevin Durant and James Harden react? 
Like if we see even a hint of like, hey man, this is bullshit that Kyrie is being blasted out like this. This whole situation could get so screwed. And I would doubt that would be because Sean Marks, if anything, has been a pretty good judge of like reading the room. He reads the room pretty well and he gets a lot of information. Joe Sy is very close to Durant and Harden. Joe Sy is 1000% also behind this decision too. And if they so misjudged the room that in fact, that KD and Harden were like, no, man, we support, we support Kyrie fully. Like he shouldn't feel like he has to get the vaccine. Why are you guys doing this? And the whole thing could like really implode. But I don't know what percentage I, I, that's like a, I put that at a pretty small percentage because I can't imagine they would do that. Yeah. Um, John Hollinger has a Kyrie trade idea. Kyrie back to Boston for Marcus Smart. I love it. Send him. Can we, what's up with Damian Lillard? Where, where that, where do we land on that? Let's get, yeah. <laughs> I would like someone better than Marcus Smart if possible. Um, I'm getting greedy maybe with this, with this situation, but um, anyways, okay. Well, interesting. I'm glad that there's some level of, I'm, I'm glad that the, the, the Nets finally, finally did something here one way or the other. That's helpful. I think a little clarity is helpful. Can I, why do you think it was an issue to have him be a part-time player? Like what I think this comes down to is because they were acting like, Oh, if he's in and out of the lineup, it affects, you know, everyone. It affects our, our, I think what it really is, is that they're playing the long game, knowing that if they don't force Kyrie now to get the vaccine, that if the mandate stays in place to the playoffs, it would totally F up their playoff run. It has nothing to do with the regular season, right? Because in the regular season, if he misses home games, 41 home games is a lot, but you could make up for it. In the playoffs, if you miss four home playoff games in a series, that is a drastic, you know, massive difference in outcomes possibly. I I also, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons for doing this. I think like I I do, it's not, I wouldn't put it past KD and James Harden to like legitimately build some resentment and like you want to nip this in the bud before like there's a irrevocable resentment buildup situation for a guy who's you know now put everyone in this position where um it's just so it's just very much like Kyrie and I hate to say this because like again I've often advocated for Kyrie and so he's a chill bro but he does have a little bit of a blind spot for how much pressure he applies to other people who are you know, enduring the downstream effects of his decisions. Like we talk about this for just even as something as innocuous as media today, where like he doesn't show up. And now KD who very conspicuously hates being asked like a bunch of questions about other people and stuff like that is just left holding the bag to like now d- do the Kyrie question defending or whatever. And like K- Kyrie then goes on and just like, I did everybody a favor. And, like he, he doesn't maybe like see how that can start to really get under people's skin potentially. And, um, and this is more of like a, you know, this is conjecture again of the EQ version. So very, very low, low hanging conjecture. But I do think that like getting ahead of this can also make sure that there isn't like something, you know, future down the line, something truly divisive being sown in the ranks between a guy who's just being treated massively different from everybody else on the team. Yeah. And like the Nets are every media availability, you know, going forward. Like, let's say Kyrie, like, like my, what I imagine is going to happen is Kyrie is going to go he's going to go like incommunicado for a certain amount of weeks. Like he's just not going to talk to the nets. Maybe he'll do some veiled Instagram posts. And, but like, he's not going to be like, Oh yeah, I'll go get the vaccine. Like that would be shocking if he just suddenly was like, yeah, I don't know. I'll go get it. Why is everyone bugging? Um, and, and so the nets, 
Katie uh, Harden and uh, Nash are they're going to be asked about Kyrie at every media availability, but it will be much less tension if everyone's on board with what just happened than if he was there. Than if he was a part time participant. And I'll, here's a quick: I t- I spoke to former NBA coach George Carl, George Carl from the Nuggets and Seattle SuperSonics um, for a Knicks documentary I did for the Athletic. And George Carl was talking about the situation when Carmelo Anthony was available as a trade, and obviously the Nets could have gotten him or the Knicks. And Melo played on the Nuggets the whole year with the trade demand being out there and him wanting to be traded, but he was on the Nuggets. And George Carl said, "It is like, nothing that Carmelo did wrong in terms of beyond asking for the trade. But he said, every day sucked. Every single day sucked. You're being asked about it every day. The players are being asked about where Carmelo is going to go every day. Players were coming into George Carl's office saying, George, please trade Carmelo. When it wasn't George's decision, it was Messiah Jerry's. But please trade him. This sucks. We don't want to play with a guy who doesn't want to be here, right? And so it's a little different. Kyrie hasn't made a trade demand. Uh, he probably does actually want to be here. He just doesn't want to get a vaccine shot. But it sucks when you have one of the 15 guys is drawing this much attention that everyone else has to answer questions about that one person. And that one person is a difficult person to even talk to regardless. Like, you know, it's it, Kyrie, when he does let his guard down a bit, is great to talk to, right? And he, and he can be really open with the media. But he just doesn't like to talk to reporters. He has no relationship with the guys who cover the team, and that hurts him in the situation because all that all the information then has to come from Kevin Durant, James Harden, Steve Nash, and the moments when we get Sean Marks, you know, out of his out of his suite in Barclays, and he has does some media interview. So all the tension is just on everyone else but Kyrie Irving. Um, it's just, <laughs> my God. It's so wild, dude. The funny thing is, and we've talked about this before, if they don't get anything from Kyrie, like, let's say Kyrie doesn't play ever again and they get nothing for him in a trade. I still think the Nets are the title favorites. Yeah, that's the other part. Um, yeah. Does this, like, the, uh, there is an argument, like, we kind of were talking about this part-time player, like, it does a lot. Like, you then just put the roles and you're like, hey, Harden, you're you're the point guard. You control the offense, and KD just scores thirty a game, and, and we go from there. I, can I say something just to like just to put it out there? Just like if this guy retires because of of this like non reason, it, it will be the most embarrassing like end to a otherwise like so potentially spectacular NBA career of any. Like it'll just be so such a waste, such a waste. Yeah. Like that you just couldn't get past, get out of your own way off the internet enough to like save your like completely potentially spectacular legacy in the NBA is so bad and dumb and wasteful. I hate it so much, but that's where we are. There there would be no other the career like it. I mean, people have retired for other reasons like that have, that have been sort of unexpected and, but no one... <laughs> You're being lied. is retired because of me. <laughs> you're being lied to. But people always talk about like the deep state or whatever. There is like a, like incentives for people to lie to you about anti-vax stuff. They're getting paid on the internet for it, guys. It's that's it's dead simple. It's been proven that <laughs> that 
very like China and Russia are fueling a lot of the disinformation around COVID because they want it to be fueled here. Anyways, like they they want issues here. Um, but yeah, I'm just want to put it out there that like if this really truly and I don't think it will, but let's say it does, like actually puts the like a a book bookend at this dude's career. And again, I don't think that this is going to happen. But like if it does, this is as as tragic an end to a career as I've ever seen. I don't know, man. He is so unpredictable, and yeah. there's just there's just a continual bent about him, and it's sometimes good, but sometimes bad. He's just a contrarian. There's nothing that he he will do that it's like the normal thing to do, um, and 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 and, and like yeah. I'm, it's like, am I happy the Nets sent a statement? You know, people are saying like, oh, I'm proud of the Nets for for making this stand and being this strong, uh, you know, on this issue, good for the Nets, and it's like, you know, they wouldn't be this strong on this issue if it had if it didn't affect basketball on the bottom line. Like this isn't a public health thing. This is a, hey, we want all of our good players thing. Um, it just, it's like, I, it, like if, okay, here are the, here are the scenarios. Retirement, getting traded, getting the shot, or I guess just not playing until the mandate's dropped. I mean, that's a small one. They're, they're not going to, they're not going to roll back that mandate. Now, once you get that thing through, like that, that's just not happening. Why would I, you, why would you give up ground? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Okay. Brooklyn Borough President. You know, he's from Brooklyn. Fair. Um, shout out to Brooklyn. Um, I, I honestly think retirement's the number one thing on the list. I think it's above getting the shot for him. You really think so? I think. I, I, I think getting the shot yet still higher chance. I st- I actually think that there's a better chance that this forces his hand. I I I gotta think, but maybe I'm just hoping against hope. Well, it, it, so here's here's how it forces his hands. If like Kevin Durant, James Harden are on the text thread with Kyrie, all blue bubbles, all iPhones. And they're saying, come on, just get like, we, but we all got it. Kevin Durant's like, I had COVID and then I got the shot. I feel way better about my life. Like if they're like putting, if they, as his peers, the non pawns are putting pressure on Kyrie Irving and saying to him, like, dude, just get, just get, you can get one shot. You don't need to get both of them. Just get one. Like, you know, do like do that. That's the only way to do it. I don't think like Sean Marks means anything to Kyrie Irving. I don't think Joe Sy no, means anything no, to Kyrie Irving. No. Um. But the you know, there's one other player in this, and I don't think this means anything to Kyrie Irving either. But Kyrie is one of Nike's biggest clients. Kyrie means a lot to Nike. It means a lot to their bottom line to have Kyrie Irving playing basketball because he's one of the biggest sellers of shoes that they have. Like I can't. I can't believe that Nike isn't also trying to put some pressure on Kyrie too. Like yeah. he's, I, I let me let me paint another picture for you. Kyrie mm-hmm. very publicly gets vaccinated. Says the same thing that he did. He like rescinds his logic or illogic the same way that he did around flat eartherism. He like he tr- runs that back and becomes the patron saint of vaccine hesitancy that begets vaccination and everyone thrives because of it. Let's let's paint a happy picture at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> so so Kyrie Irving is going to have this there's going to be a tidal wave of vaccinations because of Kyrie, right? I I would like to hope. I would like to hope. That's that's me. I'm an I'm an optimistic guy, Mike. <laughs> you know, call me crazy. Um I mean one more small thing before we go. Okay. 
And then for everyone, we're just going to tack on the whole other conversation. This is, is going to be a 90 minute episode, by the way, Mike, just so you're ready for it. Let's just live in a world where Kyrie's not playing. Right. So in the preseason game, the starting lineup was Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, KD, Blake, um, and James Harden. Is that it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we had talked about sort of later in the episode, like that's probably the lineup going forward. Let's just, and we don't have to like do lineup machinations. The two people though, that this affects the most, maybe three, Cam Thomas, Patty Mills. And then the third maybe is Javon Carter, just cause you're going to looking at all guards. I think Patty Mills is going to play the same amount of minutes. Like I think ultimately they brought him here and be like, Hey, you're going to be a 20 minute a game guy. You're kind of, you know, you're you're more on the downside of your career. We want to preserve you. We want you to be the big the big shot maker at the end of games. We're not going to play you that much. Like, you know, you're not going to he's not going to play 35 minutes a game, I don't think. Um, Javon Carter, I, I I just like I like him and I think he's going to play and I think he'll play more. But it's Cam Thomas who if Kyrie doesn't play, stands to benefit quite a bit. Cam's going to be getting like a lot of second team run. Um, that's kind of an exciting thing. Look at the positive. Like, you know, we had talked about that, like Cam barely played a part, like he will like disappeared, uh, during the preseason game and then came back at the end. Um, you know, we're going to get a lot more Cam Thomas and thank God they drafted him because, you know, because they, the reason why they lost to the bucks last year is because they had Mike James playing the position oh, that Cam Thomas on. is going to be playing. You're going you're to throw that all on Mike James. Mike Jimmy, Mike, <laughs> Mike Jimmy, my guy. Mike Jimmy was uh, not worthy of being yeah. in that spot. You know, Taylor, Taylor Johnson still doesn't have a job, you know, where's he, where's he going to go? Stop it. Don't ruin the spot. Don't ruin it. Please don't. If I see Tyler Johnson show up, I'm going to lose. He's him. going on the thumbnail. Uh, actually, this is going to be a Taylor okay. Johnson. He was okay. His name's going on the YouTube title. But <laughs> yeah, that's the SEO baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, by the way, I'm on Kyrie Irving's Instagram page, just like waiting for his story yeah. to get updated and him to be like, everybody's a puppet. You're a puppet. You're a puppet. You're a puppet. Yeah. Um, but like from the, the idea that they're going to develop Cam Thomas and like he was going to be nurtured along the way. Now it's going to be, Hey Cam, you're playing 25 minutes and you're going to carry the second unit at times. And, uh, you really matter. Um, but that's it. I think, you know, is there anything else we, we should say? I mean, we'll probably talk about this a thousand times more. Um, yeah. If there's any developments, we'll we'll do a quick little we'll, mini we'll emergent. Well, it'll be an emergent pod. Um, I might split so, this up into two YouTubes, I think. That's probably what I'll do. But we'll talk about it. Let's get out of here first. All right. Um, so what we're, we're going to take a quick break. And then coming back, uh, you're going to hear a conversation about last night's preseason game. So everything after this point will... There's actually a lot of good Kyrie Irving conversation. We have a manufactured tension convo about uh, whether the Nets should trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that still maintains a lot of what's in that, the thoughts and the ideas. If anything, it increases my side of the argument that they probably should trade for Ben Simmons. Um, But uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, And there'll be a lot more glue guys coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself behind that paywall, TheAthletic.com. Brian? Michael. The Nets are back. How you feeling, buddy? Oh, oh good. Good. That's, we, we're, we're a week away. 
one one just week, a Brian. week just a week we streamed the game last night on twitch had a blast fun times get you know for the first five <laughs> minutes or so and then you know people are really down on and the then game. despaired it was pure despair um i'm, I, I'm like, not that people despair. are yeah. yeah people are really like this is this team is a disaster it's a debacle right now like, who what's Who happening it? it's quote, quote your know, one, no. one one person guy, on guy twitter, twitter. <laughs> yeah you know i extrapolate yeah. um I mean, yeah, it wasn't a. Uh, oh, sorry. Hey, no. It wasn't a great preseason game. And look at that. Um, Even you, you're dropping the ball in preseason. Look, we're all we all got to shake the rust off. So dis- discombobulated. <laughs> yeah. and, and before we go any further in the show, okay. I just want to simply say this podcast is brought to you by Directv Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. To learn more at Directv.com. Good. Um, This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So um, we're not going to do a full game review, obviously. We're not uh, masochists? Would that be the correct word? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one moment I like to really pinpoint, and this was the purest of delights for me. I got a take. Second quarter, mm. Kevin Durant's on the floor with Cam Thomas. Yeah. Cam Thomas brings up the ball, pull up three, doesn't even look Kevin Durant's way, and yep. he hits it. And it's like, that's what I've been waiting. I've been <laughs> waiting all from the moment they drafted Cam Thomas. And then we saw him in this summer league and just totally disregard Brandon Knight. <laughs> yeah. I w- I've been waiting for the moment when he's on the floor with KD and and he disregards Kevin Durant, but yet hits the shot. And I got it. I I, I can I'm satiated. I don't need to watch basketball anymore for the rest of the year. We that talked about this uh, a little while it was happening on the stream and this and every, you know, everyone was clamoring for like, where is Cam Thomas now that it's you know, it was third and fourth quarters or like this is not not nearly enough Cam Thomas and I took this as two things. It's like, this Ooh. is a an acknowledgement of like, guys, don't get used to seeing a ton of Camp Thomas <laughs> in rotation, regular rotation minutes. And two, like, the that may have been slightly like, hey, Cam, like, dude, this is not an outcomes-oriented business right now. We're in process Ooh. mode, and your process is... A little hinky. We gotta we gotta get this together. Are a little you bit. purposefully saying process and Sam Hinky because wow, they that were... might have been just an actual like subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> could have been a Freudian wow, basketball. Truly, um, yeah. But like, because and it goes the shot goes in, which is Cam Thomas's biggest problem. Right, this is right now his biggest <laughs> problem because like he is making all of these like really uh, difficult and you know shots that come out of broken plays that he himself sort of like is a participant in breaking in a lot of ways. (laughs) And like, so the outcome is great. And the, the problem is that it's an outcome born, uh, from like a problem that he himself invents. Uh, and like what, what we are as a championship team is a team that's going to be really about, uh, you know, like building a, and a whole ethos around how to set up a play, how to set up an offense. And that dude, does not seem to want to get that at the at the moment. No, there was a there was a little. This is not even manufactured. Attention. There was in the second half. I did see a little bit of an evolution. There was I, some I think I saw some too. There was he had one little like dime to mill sap that was that was <laughs> that slick. <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. again that I'm extrapolating as yeah. like he learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, now he had an embarrassing. He had two straight turnovers that were like completely embarrassed. I think it was third quarter. I forget when I was watching it, but that like he just had his pocket was picked. 
Brian. It was mm-hmm. picked clean twice on two straight possessions, um, which is a little disorienting. And he was on the floor with James Harden at that point. And Harden was, it was, I don't know if this was like, I don't know how targeted this was, but Harden was standing in the corner, like in the, the shooter spot for three, just like letting Cam bring up the ball, letting him get his pocket pick twice. And then James Harden was like, okay, now I'm going to bring up the ball. Like that was fun. Cam. I'm glad (laughs) we shared the court together. But I'm going to play basketball now, and you're going to kind of watch me play basketball. Yeah. Which, by the way, James himself looked a little rest- rusty, Michael. Yeah, people are – but like, and then it's fine. to do this thing, I know he had five turnovers, but then if you look at his other stats, 21 points, four assists, yeah, four rebounds, eight for 14 from the floor. He just didn't go to the line. Like, if he went to the line, he would have had a 30-point game. He had right. two free throws. Um, So Cam, the, the Cam Thomas of it all, the, I do think – Yeah. What? Well, it's saying you get what I mean with like the outcome, right? Like it's like if you're playing poker 100%. and you like make stupid bets and sometimes you win, like that's not generally seen as good as playing it well, you know? Right. Like if you're waiting on the river for everything and you you happen to hit a couple of rivers and you're like, this is the way you play. This poker. is the way you play. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the riverboat gambler, Cam <laughs> right. Thomas. Right. Exactly. Ooh, okay, Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. Um, but the I did think. So there was not only did Nash do this with Cam Thomas, like he put him on the floor with Kevin Durant, because I think, I mean, we're going to see that in the regular season. And as you said to the people on Twitch, it's like, it, it we're, it's not like we're going to see this like 30 minutes a game. You're going to see it at various points, and he's going to be brought along slowly at, at, at some level, unless if Kyrie Irving like truly disappears, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did it with David Duke Jr. Mm-hmm. David Duke Jr. was on the floor. I think with Harden at points, there was like a, a David Duke, Harden, Joe Harris, Paul Millsap, James Johnson lineup that was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like that Nash was like, hey, it's a preseason game. Our starters, some of our starters are playing besides Kyrie Irving. Um, let's see how like the young guys play with those guys because we're going to have to see if they're they're valuable. I mean, it's a pretty big – David Duke d- did not shoot the ball in his 11 minutes of play, but he did play with – James Harden, um, and that maybe portends a role in the future. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. There was a starting lineup okay. for this game, as there is for every game. Good. The, st- the Good starting time. lineup for this game that did not incru- include Kyrie Irving was Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Bruce Brown, James Harden, and Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think that's the starting lineup without Kyrie, whether it's we have Kyrie for half the, the season or whether the Nets are like, hey, Kyrie, you're just going to stay home. Does that feel like the lineup that Nash is going to try it out there probably the most? Um, Probably. Yeah. I mean, like probably the most is an interesting way of putting it, Um, because like last night, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Nick Claxton were were DNP'd. Um, or at least Claxton had like an, a non-COVID illness or something. Anyways, um, I feel like Lamarcus <laughs> like funny now. <laughs> yeah, they're always like he's sick, not COVID, not COVID. Not don't hey get, guys, everyone don't get crazy. Um, because can yeah, I just say if if someone on this team gets COVID that isn't Kyrie Irving and like everyone's just going to blame Kyrie, even though if he doesn't doesn't have it, like, there it is. There he's it is. just going to be 
the center of all diseases. Perfect. To add, to add more to it. Anyways, um, yeah. and then, so anyways, but like it was a problem from the start that like we couldn't, we didn't have anyone to defend Joel Embiid. He just like rolled out of bed and dropped, you know, 15 points or whatever in the first quarter. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, you know, obviously Blake Griffin shouldn't be tasked with this much longer. Um, yeah. Don't you feel bad for Blake? It's a yeah. preseason game on ESPN two. Yeah. And he has to be like, I have to guard Joel Embiid like. I yeah. don't know. Like he doesn't know if Joel Embiid's going to try to like make a, a point out of this pointless game. What? It, what? And like he, I felt bad for Blake in that moment. Yeah, he and I guess he did. Um, I guess he took that <laughs> took that in to eight heart. Eight minutes, Embiid had fourteen points. Right. Right. And three assists. Yeah. Pretty incredible. So he had a good first quarter. Um, so like in that in that very specific instance, I maybe would have been a quick pull for Claxon or Lamarcus or somebody, someone somebody doing something there. Um, but in general, yeah. I mean, I think I think Bruce Brown, if that's like the one kind of like the lone piece that you swap in or out for Kyrie Irving, um, as the complimentary player is fun, makes sense. I like it. I like it as a radically different look. I like it as basically now James Harden does his natural you know, leading the offense thing as he mostly did anyways when Kyrie was in there, except, um, you know, obviously there's a whole lot of difference between what Bruce Brown does and Kyrie does. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, in general, I think that that's probably the lineup we're going to roll out with. Yeah. And I think it's also the situation where like, so you could put Patty Mills in for Bruce Brown, right? So you have another shooter on the floor, but then you're obviously Patty Mills is not as good at, at defensing. Does like plays a completely completely different style of basketball than Patty Mills, and I think like the idea with Mills is that he's just going to be sort of the six man bench scorer playing in that second unit, helping the the bench unit with whether it's Harden or KD. That's he's just going to be with one of those two guys on the bench units, and like the Nets are really going to try to expand leads by having Patty Mills plus KD Ky- or not Kyrie. Uh, James Harden on the floor for bench units. I guess Javon Carter. Javon Carter is really trying to make a statement. He's doing, um, it. He's doing the Javon Carter thing where he picks up guys <laughs> like three quarters of the way up the court. Um, he shot 16 shots last night, four for seven from three. Um, he shot really well from three previously so far in the preseason. And and frankly, like he he was as good of a three-point shooter, at least percentage-wise, that uh, that Landry Shamit was, but he's also a much better like defender. Um, I'll say this: what's missing from Javon Carter, and this might be small sample size theater, is you know having watched a lot of Kyrie Irving and and him being like just the maybe the best point guard finisher in basketball. Yeah. It's it's um, you can you can see that there's not a whole lot of confidence in finishing with contact from Javon Carter. Yeah, and and it's this is that situation where they like we call him Javon Carter a point guard. And then, like, so the classically, we think of a point guard as a guy who can handle the ball really well, get to the hoop, and maybe get fouled, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Javon Carter's just kind of like a short, kind of like Bruce Brown. He's more a Bruce short Brown, power yeah. forward. But he, in fact, can shoot threes where Bruce Brown is still evolving. He's right? like where like, Bruce Brown just... should be in, like, three years. That's where, like, Bruce Brown should evolve, yes. too. He's the... But and Bruce Brown should be better, I think. And Bruce Brown, it would be better because he's a better finisher. Like he's already got better instincts for off-ball stuff yes. and all kinds of things like that. Can I ask you what have you thought about James Johnson? We got 19 minutes of James Johnson in this game. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of in the middle zone with him because, like, I love. You know what I love? I love his bench celebrations. Like he's, he was super into it in the Bucks Nets preseason game. Like he was celebrating every bucket at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and 
there's a, there's a really good story in ESPN about how like the entire team when they were out in San Diego, they went to Joe's size uh, palatial Pacific estate in San Diego, and they had like they played cornhole, and oh, are you talking? I was about? saying palatial Pacific estate. It was just a nice. Oh. That was beautiful. You but you that. weren't saying the words, right? No, I was just, just mouthing it. Yeah. Palatial Pacific Estate. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Uh, and and how uh, Harden was like, we kind of have a quiet group this year, and we need to do more things like this to kind of get the energy out. And I agree. Like, we had talked about this. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried a little bit about, it's like so many veterans that, like, it, is there going to be, it, every, it just feels like everyone's kind of punching that clock. You know, <laughs> punch, getting in, opening up their briefcase. They've got the, you know, the... Uh, you know, the Rubbermaid. Right. Pop it open the Rubbermaid. There's some celery in there because their wife's worried about their heart condition recently. But, you know, she's – there's also a little snack um, <laughs> in the lunch that they made. You know, like a little – and everyone's kind of like to themselves. And, you know, yeah. maybe they'll they'll gather around the water cooler to talk about the latest episode of Secession. Yeah. But um, – Succession. But beyond that, it's, it's really a – it's just a professional vibe. The Christmas party <laughs> won't be that lit this year because it's just a bunch of – they're the kind of guys that get around together and they're talking about who's got who's got a good CPA they could use. They're just like, who's your CPA? Hey, who's you did you refi? <laughs> did you refi this year? Yeah, yeah. Interest rates are low. Yeah, you know. So that's the conversations yeah. that they're having. Yeah, and I miss the Theo Pinson vibe. And I think James Johnson to bring it back, he has good energy, and I I think this matters. He has good energy on the sidelines. Dayron Sharp has excellent energy, and another North Carolina grad. They must teach that. It must be one of the actual few courses that they teach in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see more from Kessler Edwards, but you're, on you're the not, court, you're not going to get it. That's yeah, for sure. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. get it. Yeah. On the court, I don't know how I feel about James Johnson. Totally, I think hmm. I just need. I think we need like I mean more games. Yeah, vet, veteran preseason. <laughs> I mean, we we always forget this as as fans. Just the level of enthusiasm we have for wanting to see things faster and build faster. And like, I feel like guys like Millsap in their, in their late thirties, having played a lifetime of basketball are just like, I, I'm not going to get excited for preseason. I'm not going to work hard. It's just not going to happen. Like we're not, we're not playing regular season, even regular season basketball game, which itself is something that I <laughs> probably will mail in. <laughs> like it's just, we're mailing in the mail in it's, it's so, it's so far removed from a priority. So I, I really try not to read too, too much into it, especially for guys with like incredibly long careers and proven track records and stuff like that. I mean, like James Johnson's like track record is it's it's like it's not like it, it's it's a worthwhile question because like it's a he's his track record is, isn't super great or whatever or he's just like a normal veteran. Um, but like I will say that like you're right in that he's just really not looking for his shot at the moment. Um, I don't know what his shot is to look for. So there he just right. I actually of, think yeah. that's an yeah. yeah. He doesn't have like Jeff Green had to defined. Right. I shoot threes or I dunk. Yeah, and like James Johnson, I know is we're kind of told that he can shoot a little bit, and then also he can handle the ball and distribute on some level. It's it's just like I'm just interested to see where he goes, and we have this log jam of big men: Nick Claxton, Aldridge, Blake, James Johnson. James Johnson is more of like a wingy, a wingy guy. Yeah. Um, In the book scheme, he had a couple of plays that were like, oh, like there you go, like here's your bucket. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm excited about him. 
Yeah. I'm excited I, about his energy. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But you're right, though, that like there is like going to be a dearth of energetic people. Camp Thomas himself seems too like laser focused on like cracking the rotation to be interesting, like off off the court or like, you know, like enthusiastic. It's just like, I just, like, I just so want to play right now. I don't talk to <laughs> he me. He doesn't even care when he hits game winners. Yeah. He has no emotion about it. Yeah. Um, and I like that as like just an arc for the season, like a narrative arc. Like it, it also like I do want some resistance there just so that we have something to talk about during the regular season because that that feels like a in in the fandom going to be a source of tension for people which you know in a regular season like by by february i think like when we're just sort of if i mean and i don't even want to get into it but if like the Kyrie irving drama <laughs> is the only thing to talk about it's gonna suck so bad it's, it's uh, it already sucks i'm so exhausted it by it. yeah i do think and we'll get to we have a great segment coming up, Manufactured Tension. Brian and I are going to each take a different side of a debate. That's part of that's what manufactured tension is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to be pro trading for Ben Simmons and trading away Kyrie Irving to get Ben Simmons, and you're going to you're going to defend your boy, My Kyrie boy. Irving. True boy. Um, I do think this like I don't know. Is this dumb to say that the vi- vaccine conversation is going to die down a little bit when there's actual games being played? Because right now there's nothing. The only thing that people talk about in the NBA are Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving's lack of vaccination. That's it. And once games are being played, then we can talk about, have you seen De'Aaron Fox this year? You know, like, <laughs> you have all those Luka Doncic, MVP. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we we get maybe a reprieve a bit. But then if Kyrie, like, did you see Nash's quote last I th- night? I think I did. If you're where where they asked him, yeah. they asked him basically like, hey, uh. Hey, Steve, you know, what are you thinking? You know, Kyrie can now obviously practice with the team. Um, but there's a question up in the air, like he can't play home games. He technically could play road games. What do you think? And he says, we're just trying to take our time to figure out what everything means. And it's like, oh, my God, like I feel <laughs> yeah. bad for Nash. Yeah. The thing is, they know they had to have had a conversation already with Kyrie Irving to say whether, hey, man, if you don't get it, you're not playing or to say to him, you're getting it. I think I saw, I don't know if you saw this, Frank Isola had said on his uh, Sirius XM show that the Nets had, and I apologize if this is incorrect, but that the Nets had made a vaccine appointment for Kyrie that Kyrie said he was going to go to, and then he just didn't. That's a hot tip, Frank. Where did yeah. that, that come from? Yeah. I saw, so th- again, this is a tweet of someone aggregating what, uh, okay. Frank Isola said <laughs> on <laughs> on on Sirius XM. So like, it could be it completely com- it wrong. It comes from the top. It comes from the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that would line up with how Sean Marks had been talking about Kyrie Irving's vaccination status up up until a week ago, right? Because he'd been acting kind of confident that he was going to get it. Even James Harden and KD were like basically hinting that yeah, Kyrie's going to get it. And then it seems like something has shifted mm. and it's gone to a place where like the Nets are now, and it's been reported that the Nets really have no clue what's happening with, you know, whether Kyrie will in fact get it. And it would make sense that they had an appointment for him and he was eventually like, I'm not going to do that. Um, which is super, hey, it's super great. What a great time to be a Did fan. you see the uh, Woj thing that... Um... Elite aggregation expert Alex Sturm uh, was was yeah, passed a around. lot of got he, a lot of a lot of people picking up on that. He, that was so great. He crushed that one. Um, and I watched that thing live. And it was on the ESPN two feed of and Woj was talking about it. I really felt like Woj and 
I mean, this is just my read on it, which was tasked with filling up a whole lot of dead air about a thing that isn't very interesting, which is like, is Kyrie going to get vaccinated? And I, my sense of it was like, I, I don't think that that was like, um, so anyways, the reporting was that like, uh, Sean Marks and like, Kevin Durant and James Harden were all going to, like, make a decision about Kyrie Irving um, and, like, Josiah or something. Uh, and I think what he just meant to be saying was, that, like, you know, all of the people that are, like, in decision-making positions, plus also, you know, they'll like, the players will weigh in themselves, uh, are going to obviously think about what to do here. Which isn't, like, a hot take. There's nothing there. But it made it sound like there's going to be, like, a tribunal of which, like, Kevin Durant and James Harden are going to be, like, primary decision-makers. Which, you know, it's possible. I don't know. That seems kind of weird to me. Um, it just felt more <laughs> like he was trying to fill up some dead air on, on a national broadcast. I don't know. I mean, Woj is like pretty. I, I get it. I know. I know what it's but like it sounded more formal than I think. I think people took it to mean something more formal than how he oh, was sure. trying to communicate it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And our boy, Alec, he got. <laughs> he got it passed around. He got it passed around. And, he, and as I'm going through his tweets, because that got. Uh, like a uh, uh, thirteen hundred retweets, and like people like Jesus and Mero, I think were retweeting it, and um, there were a bunch of like big name people. He had another feed. Like this is why I love Twitter. He said James Harden's continued refusal to to take catch and shoot threes is weird, and that got <laughs> it got eleven hundred likes. And I'm like, this is so, I love Twitter. I love Nets Twitter specifically. Yeah. Like we yeah. <laughs> people really appreciate that type of tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. you know, it, it's excellent. True, um, true that. So let's just take a quick break. Coming back, we are going to do manufactured tension. We're going to have the conversation of whether the Nets should in fact trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. Coming back after the break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Brian. Okay. Um, so this is our new segment, and, and and this is my fault. We we were planning to have a drop in the business a drop. It's a you know it's a a music cue mm. that would let you know that hey we're entering manufacturer tension. It used to be something we used to do a lot more often, but we don't do it as we're much. We're gonna anymore. bring it back though, Mike. We have and the tech. So, so manufacturer tension. <clears throat> this is a new segment. Brian and I agree too much. It's been um, a problem. It's been a problem. I'm, I'm gonna say right now that's been a problem for us, Mike. <laughs> okay. I agree with you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Such an idiot. Uh, and and I think we've noticed that it seems like people like debate and disagreement. It seems to be a pattern that that is successful yeah. in, in media. And we, you, you and I are, are followers of trends. Coastal that's why media. We, that's why we're on TikTok. Puppets even, I would say, potentially. Yeah, we're really puppets. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're pawns, pawns. Kyrie. Pawn um, puppets. <laughs> 
So we're this is more this is kind of a joke, but we're doing manufacture tension. Ben Simmons versus Kyrie Irving. I'll, I'll set the stage a bit before we dive into our roles. <clears throat> okay. Um, I mean, I don't. As screwed up and as weird as as the Kyrie Irving situation is, and I, I guess I shouldn't even call it like screwed up and weird. Like there are plenty. As much as I disagree with people not wanting to take the vaccine, and you know them saying it's a personal decision, even though it affects by not taking the vaccine, you're affecting everyone around you and everyone you meet and come in contact with, and you're actually affecting then a butterfly effect of people that you you will never meet, but you are passing along you know, a disease potentially. Um, it, it's not, I shouldn't say it's weird because there are people that don't want to take the vaccine. Uh, the Ben Simmons situation is straight up weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we got <laughs> reporting from Woj during the day yesterday that Ben Simmons was going to return to Philadelphia at some point this week. What happened was during, like at some point, either during the game last night or right before the game, Ben Simmons like showed up to some door at the, practice facility or the arena calling the Sixers and saying, Hey, I need to be let in because I need to be taking my COVID test. They had no clue he was flying in. They were completely surprised by the fact that Ben Simmons suddenly showed up and we're probably going to get more information about this like immediately after we record the show, but he's like, they have no clue what he's going to be like being on the team. They don't know if he's going to play or if he's just showing up to get his money and then he's going to fake an injury. There's so many different possibilities. Mm -hmm. But we sit here and we've heard plenty of conversation um, about Kyrie Irving and whether or not the Nets would in fact trade Kyrie. And for the for the process of this episode, let's just assume that things get so bad that the Nets begin thinking, maybe we need to look around for Kyrie. And as as per Nick Wright, Nick Wright has reported, as we've talked about before, that Kyrie Irving has put out there that he will retire if he's traded, right? And the other people have kind of said that too. League insiders believe, and I think that's really the best way to classify it, it's that league insiders, basically team executives, assume that Kyrie will just retire if he's traded from the Nets. Mm-hmm. But, hey, we got we to gotta work with the chips that we got. The Sixers want to get rid of Ben Simmons. They're getting no packages that are worth it. And the Nets have an interesting situation with Kyrie Irving. And plenty of people have brought up, hey, swap one for the other. Kyrie Irving goes to Philly, which is still very close to New Jersey, where he's from. And uh, Ben Simmons moves up to Brooklyn, and everyone is happy. Now, Brian, tell the people what side you're in me on. I'll be representing the camp of do not trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. That's, that's where... That's where I am. And luckily, that's how I actually feel. Or is it? Who knows? How can you know? You, you'll never know. You'll um, never know. <laughs> but I'll defend it to the death. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to move off this off this point. And the weapon I will be picking up, mm-hmm. the nice mace, pointy, Ooh. spiky mace, is Ben Simmons. He is, a, he is will, a mace, yeah. I will advocate for Ben Simmons to Brooklyn. Because maces are flawed, Mike. That's the problem with a mace. They're <laughs> heavy, and they're not spiky enough. Not nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Taste. Like, I feel like I could get hit by a mace. I could survive. <laughs> yeah. Just depends on where well, you Depends hit where, yeah. Yeah. A sword. You don't want to... I mean, you're, you're, sort of the same idea. It depends where you get hit with the sword, right? Yeah. Get, get hit with the foot, you might you might be okay. I, I If it was a samurai sword from <laughs> Kill Bill, that thing's cutting me in half. You want to avoid the a neck and the head. A mace isn't cutting you in half. Yeah. 
you need a headshot to really get <laughs> the base. Fair enough. And fair even enough. then, who knows? Yeah. I have a thick skull. <laughs> you really take a Smelses punch. Smelses are known to have thick, thick skulls. Yeah. Very really interesting. Yeah. Have you ever been in a fight, Mike? Just off, um, just before we derail. Uh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. With myself. Yeah. Good. Perfect. I'm Ed Norton in uh, Fight Club. Got it. Um, okay. I will let you start off. Uh, Brian, why do you, why do you think Kyrie Irving should be on the the Nets? So, just to contextualize this argument, I want to I want to make sure that we're operating from the same place. Like we're we're talking about today, right? With the information that we have in hand, what do we know going into this season? Well, right. The point is one first point: we don't yeah. know enough to know anything about the Kyrie Irving situation, both in the <laughs> local ordinance municipality POV. Who knows? How dare you take my word? <laughs> that is my word, and How? you know this is. I'm going to argue. With Michael, local ordinances. Michael, this is my word. This is my word. This is my, that's my word. And you're already, this you're is too manufactured. Such this, dishonor. Is, this is too, this is too manufactured. <laughs> Can't fight me on every point. Um, we don't know what's going to happen both from the legal perspective or from even Kyrie's own, like, as you say yourself, Frank Isola from the top reported, got very good information that <laughs> it's incredibly likely, that's incredibly likely that he had an appointment. So, he, had, he agreed to an appointment and then didn't end up getting it. But the idea that he said yes to the appointment. Haven't some we all done that? <laughs> Haven't we all said, oh, I'm going to show up and get my teeth cleaned and not show up to the dentist's office? But what Haven't you, we done that? I've never done Who that. Who are we? I've never made an appointment to the dentist and just not and just no-showed them. Have you? I've never done that. That's cruel. Yeah, but my That's dentist what, is my stepfather. Yeah, there you go. So it's, there's a whole other set if of issues you going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my father. Except... My stepbrother definitely listens to this show, so uh, I love you. That's a good joke, though. That's good. Um, Thank you. Okay, so I want to structure it that way. First point is we don't have enough information to trade Kyrie Irving at all yet because he could get a vaccination sure. at any time. Um, point two, he is so much better than Ben Simmons, it is not even close to comparable on that level. Uh, ben Simmons is a flawed basketball player. He is tall Bruce Brown. It's... You know, it goes without saying that that Kyrie Irving is just a more effective weapon in a million ways. I don't even I don't want to hear about the defense thing with Ben Simmons. It is like great. You're going to hear about it. just to yeah. let you know, you're going to hear about the defense. I mean, respectful <laughs> right now, but you're going to hear about the yeah. defense. OK, fine. I'll hear about that. Um, point three that I'll that I'll you know, I'll throw out there. Point three. Um, Simmons is a worse kind of unpredictable in terms of where he's at mentally in, in his no, interest in the game. No, absolutely not. He is, no, there's no, I'm not going to even allow you to continue this argument. He is playing, he is, uh, he's doing the yeah, same thing oh, with less. Stuttering with, Joe Biden with, over there. <laughs> with even less, uh, like terra firma to work with. Because basically all we, all we know about Ben Simmons is that he was a little bit upset that he got criticism from his coach and the other star player on his team about how badly he sucked in the playoffs. That was enough for him to like go in full exile mode and, and blow the whole thing up. That is, um, that's a problem in two ways. One, you did actually suck during the playoffs, right? That actually happened. You sucked. And then two, you couldn't just take it on the chin. You couldn't wear that failure. You had to go be a little, you know, butthurt okay. weirdo about it and go to LA okay. and pretend no to way. get no, no, traded no, no. when you weren't. There's when, absolutely no yeah. way you can argue that that Ben Simmons's like entire situation is more um, difficult to deal with than Kyrie Irving. Again, Nets pod here. Love Kyrie Irving. He's a better player. 
than Ben Simmons. I will concede that point. Okay, point but, one. We're off to we're off to a good Kyrie start. May not play in at the at the best case scenario right now. Right now in this moment that we're living in, like you talked about, these are your ground rules. So I'm living in your box. Okay, you built a box. I jumped in. Get in my box. I have a little blanket. I'm living in your box. Okay, it's a oh, it's a, a it's a do? it's a rat's nest in here, Mike. You're gonna need more than a blanket. You're gonna break it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's the snake pit. Yeah. Okay, that's a trap. Here's, I hate snakes. Um, here's the thing. Best case scenario, Kyrie Irving doesn't play in half of the home games, both in the regular season and the postseason. That's the current set of rules that we're living in right now. Ben Simmons, from all we're being told, will actually play basketball games if he's traded to anywhere except for Philadelphia. He is so desperate to get out of Philadelphia. He'll play in Sacramento. Have you been to Sacramento, Brian? Never. All they have is hot air balloons. That's all they've got. What are they? Hot air balloons? Big hot air balloon city. That's, that's true. That's a it's <laughs> a, that a big thing? hot air balloon city. Yeah, they really value Jeez. their hot air balloons. Is, and that's how desperate this is. A guy, I don't think he still did. He dated a, a Jenner, the Kardashian extended. So he, he's a he's a man who likes the glamour and the glitz, and yet he's willing that's a to point go for to you. That's that's Sacramento. Yeah. He's willing right. to. This is in his soul. He wants to be famous and be a, a like a LeBron level basketball player, and yet he's willing to. <laughs> Go to Sacramento to get away from Philadelphia. That sounds like a person who is deranged. His expectations versus no. reality. It's no. <laughs> like, I want to be famous in Sacramento. Kyrie's situation, again, is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You have no, you the, the Nets completely have no understanding. Talk about Steve Nash's quote last night where he was like, you know, I just don't, like, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the situation is right now. They don't know. And, and Kevin Durant and James Harden to focus back on, on them. So I think they are the first wall for Kyrie. They're protecting him on some level, right? Where they're like, Hey, we don't even ask him about it. It's just not a thing we talk about. You know, Kyrie will be there. We want him to be here, but we don't even really talk to him about it. Do you remember how dedicated James Harden was to trying to win a championship? He played on one leg in a playoff series to try to push this team past the second round, past the Milwaukee Bucks, to get him to a place where maybe then KD could continue to carry the team. He could be healthier, and then they win a championship together. James Harden was so desperate. He is so desperate to win a championship. And he's always been a guy in his career who he wants to bring in Chris Paul. He didn't feel like Chris Paul could really help him win that championship, so he got him out of town. Brings in Russell Westbrook to Houston. Thought Russell Westbrook would work. Didn't work. He pushes him out of town. He pushes himself out of Houston to go to Brooklyn. He made things very uncomfortable because he wants to go to play in Brooklyn, which is where he's at, to win a championship. I don't know how much longer that those two guys are going to be super chill bros about the Kyrie Irving situation, getting asked about it every day. Every city they go to, that's going to be the question that they're going to be asked about. You can already see Steve Nash is getting annoyed sort of answering these Kyrie questions. Steve Nash is a saint. So the situations, what the Nets are dealing with Mm -hmm. is more annoying than if Ben Simmons is traded. Like if Ben Simmons is traded to another team, I think he's going to be, he's going to be a choir boy. He's going to be so happy that he's somewhere else that, that immediately all those Ben Simmons issues in the same way that Harden had his issues in Houston traded to Brooklyn we all love James Harden now. He's everyone's favorite basketball player. Let me just let me just address one of your points there. So you're looking no, at no. this from the perspective of James Harden. <clears throat> and James Harden, uh, to your point, is uh, 
you know, ravenous for a championship. He is fro- he is frothing at the mouth. Yes. Um, and he has a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, uh, both guys with clutch credentials out the wazoo, championship experience. Um, and you're trying to tell me that he would be on f- in favor of trading one of those guys for the player with the most public and humiliating playoff implosion in recent NBA history. That that's going to be the the swap that makes James Harden feel pretty comfortable about going into the postseason. I feel like James Harden might veto this on its face. He himself, <laughs> it might not get through even James Harden, non-GM, um, to get into the war room and to dis- and negotiate this thing. I think James Harden's smart enough to realize that any amount of Ben Simmons is better than no Kyrie. The Nets may not have Kyrie. So let me ask you this, okay? Do you think the Nets should strategically become the fifth seed so that they have more road games in the playoffs <laughs> than home games? So they get more, like, is that the, the world that you want? Because mm. obviously if they're the one or two seed, more home games, less Kyrie. Mm. So you want them to tank part of the regular season just so they can keep Kyrie. Is that what you're telling me? It seems like what you're telling me. <clears throat> what I'm trying to tell you is that we don't have enough information. And also, <laughs> can I say this one thing before we go any further? Respect all of our hippos. Respect. Can you respect our hippo going forward? <laughs> if you, if you would, um, uh, we don't know. We don't know. And if, if by you know, if we hear, if he really starts stacking DNPs for home games going into the season, um, you know, I feel like the likelihood that he gets the vaccine increases with each DNP. You can, you can tell me squinting. You know that. I don't think you know that. <laughs> I do. I will admit because I I'm do making think, a point that I don't myself agree with. That's what that I do is. think. It's it's a possibility that Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Borough President, who may would likely probably be mayor. I'm pretty sure he's going to be mayor unless there's something totally crazy happens. Um, that they do lift the ordinance in some way or make an exemption. Not just for Kyrie Irving, but like in general, they make an exemption uh, for for performers. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say athletes, but like they may do something around performance in Broadway and I don't know. Um, sure. And I think it's just possible that and hopefully Merck, Merck has a, a COVID pill mm. that they're asking for authorization for. Do you know you have to take like I was reading it. You have to take eight pills for 10 to eight pills a day over 10 days for this Merck COVID pill. <clears throat> okay. Wouldn't you rather just get the vaccine? Like that's, again, it's a thing of like, you know, the, the Merck pill is to help you if you get COVID vaccine, non-vaccine, obviously you have much higher chance. Just get a vaccine. Would you rather take, like, if you're so afraid of science. Yeah. I just can't pretend to, I've taken enough pills that have blasted me off to space that I just don't see the difference between a pill and a vaccine. <laughs> I love to party, uh, but I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know totally what the difference is, but you know, I don't want to cast any doubt. Just go get either of them. If one of them works, whatever. Yeah, please, please, please. Um, okay. Here's, let me just do a quick rundown of why Ben Simmons is better for the Nets than Kyrie Irving. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about sort of Kyrie is, is a distraction regardless of how we all feel about Kyrie Irving, whether we support him, love him, or think he's, you know, uh, sending the wrong message to America. Uh, he is a distraction. And it has the potential to destroy the team. It does. Okay. It can it, it can implode. It can force James Harden to be on one side and Kevin Durant on the other and make people pick sides and whatever. It, it could be bad. If Ben Simmons is brought in, there would be a honeymoon period with him that for at least one year, it would work <laughs> out well. At least one year. Okay. 
Defense. This team lacks a defender on the level of a Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the perfect defender for how the Nets play defense. They're, they switch everything. So Ben Simmons, so, all those times that we watched DeAndre Jordan kind of half switch onto a ball handler, but really drop back into the paint. Imagine that's a ferocious Australian 6'11 Ben Simmons attacking that ball handler and then also then switching back and blocking shots at the rim, running all over the court, Ding up LeBron, Anthony Davis. He has the versatility to guard every single player, probably except Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, that the Nets may have to face in the playoffs and in the finals. He can guard, potentially, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ben Simmons brings that. Kyrie Irving does not bring that. Here's a closing lineup with Ben Simmons. Harden, Joe Harris, KD, Patty Mills, and Ben Simmons. Four elite shooters... And Ben Simmons as the that center. That was perfect. Those four elite shooters and Ben Simmons. And is. Ben Simmons. The perfect lineup for well Ben said. Simmons and the Nets. So you have rim protection with KD on defense too, but you have Ben Simmons operating as a switchable defending five, essentially. You can switch across. Obviously, Patty Mills is a little weak def- on defense, but you have him out there for shooting. You can sub out Patty Mills and put in you know, a bigger, like Paul Millsap and make it a bigger lineup or Blake Griffin. That closing lineup, yeah, it doesn't have the heights of Kyrie, KD, and James Harden in terms of offense, but defense, much more reliable and much harder to penetrate than the offense. And finally, last point. Great. Okay. LeBron James. Okay. I think LeBron has one more destination in him, in his career. Okay. LeBron has been a vagabond okay. in the NBA. He's played at home in Cleveland, played in Miami, back to Cleveland, now in LA. Mm-hmm. LeBron thinks globally. Okay, Got think it. about it. He played home. He played in, in you know. Big markets. This, mm-hmm. Big markets, Miami, LA. He's missing New York, okay? Mm. Ben Simmons is a clutch client. LeBron used to have a great relationship with Kevin Durant. LeBron has typically hated the Knicks, for many, many years. He loves the Garden, but has hated the Knicks. Now his former agent basically runs the team. But hey, LeBron has two years left on his contract. Bronny James graduates from high school in that time. <laughs> wow, this is so, getting out so there. So LeBron okay. will be, LeBron at the end of his contract will, won't will be as wed to Los Angeles. I know his other kids won't be as wed to Los Angeles because Bronny will have graduated from Sierra Canyon High School. The Nets win the next two championships with Ben Simmons. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and LeBron joins the Nets as a super sub off the bench to join his client, Ben Simmons, and they win the next three championships. LeBron passes Jordan, and he becomes the official greatest player of all time. How old is LeBron at this point? 45. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is this is how far you have to reach to, to make a, a cogent Ben Simmons trade, is that it leads to a 45-year-old LeBron James somewhere down the line. You tell me you don't want to see <sighs> No, LeBron I don't want to see that. No. I mean, okay. no. Stop it. I, authentically, Stop it. no. You used to get excited about Sean Kilpatrick, and you're telling me you say no to LeBron. I still get excited about Sean Kilpatrick. Um, yeah, there's a lot in there that I disagree with, obviously. Um, you know, the idea that we want to trade away parts of the NBA's historically most efficient offense ever in history uh, to get marginally better at defense uh, and 
have basically an offensive liability, a guy who you can play hack-a-shack with, uh, who like has legitimate, you know, take, take everything you dislike about Joe Harris. And you've been a staunch Joe Harris criticizer. Let's, let's say, uh, for his off season performances, Mike, this is good. You're getting, you're getting roasted here. This is, you getting and then multiply that by a factor of, uh, I don't know, 10, at least at minimum, probably more like 10,000, uh, with regards to the, the diminishing returns of Ben Simmons in the playoffs. Um, he is targeted on offense. Everybody wants him to have the ball because they know that he's such a liability. But the good thing about offense is that he doesn't ha- like you can't force a guy to have the ball. Yes. Okay. You're playing four on five at that point, and yeah, he just sits. He just sits near the hoop. Just <clears throat> great. Waits, waits by the hoop for per- the ball. Per- said, you said it perfectly. He said it perfectly. He doesn't do anything. He just sits there. Um, yeah. And on defense, he's locking down the other team. Here's the thing that we didn't talk about, and and this is for your side. Okay. Um, let's just say Kyrie Irving is traded and he doesn't retire. Okay. Him with Joel Embiid would be yeah, it would be sick. Yeah, it'd be amazing. the The Sixers would be better. There it is. Yeah, so that's kind of why you don't do it. That, that's the end of so manufactured tension will always come back to a point of like one of us will admit we're wrong, and well, Brian's wrong. Well, it's no, always made like the me. the thing is we're you know at our hearts we're we're not grifters. You know we're we really. You know, we really believe what we say on this show. Okay, Mike? We've yeah. ne- we've never. And so, like, when we go into the manufactured tents, we will probably invariably have to reveal our true thoughts because that's the way we are. Um, but that was fun. Kyrie that was is a much better player. I feel like we should formulate it more strictly. We should do, like, a proper structured debate. Like, do each point individually, like, more, like, drill down. I don't know. We could. That yeah. was good no, exercise. That sounds right. Yeah. That, I, I don't know. I didn't do debate. In, did De- you do debate, debate bros? No. Were you one of the? I was a, a math wizard. What was, <laughs> Were you? Was the, I didn't know that about you. Elementary school, no, not. I, uh, <laughs> I got aged out of it. No, I I watched Good. TV after school. That's what I did. That's I went sweet. home and watched <laughs> Latchkey yeah. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that term so much. It's so lame. What is it? I don't even know. Latchkey Kid. See, I didn't. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's it's a kid who is basically his parents. They're like the parents were working, and you would just like go home and right. open the door. And, there it is. Um, all right. Well, before we go, um, can I just, can we just talk about this Terrence Williams dental scan scam real quick? Sure. Um, I'm sure most people who are listening to this pod already know this, but, uh, Terrence Williams and about like six other nets were (laughs) indicted as part of a federal investigation for defrauding, um, Uh like the, the NBA veterans players, insurance, health insurance, uh, fund yeah and there are a lot of former nets who are tied to this terrence williams was the leader but alan anderson was in there Sebastian telfair who was not a net but you know very well known darius miles who i thought was on to bigger and better things at this point um no telfair had a cup of coffee with the nets at some point didn't he, he? did i think so so probably it's probably <clears> right <throat> um and and brian's probably his like favorite player who did the least Chris Douglas Roberts. And I'm, I'm going to keep telling you to stop dead naming this man. It's it's a problem. He changed his name to Supreme Bay. Guys, respect the <laughs> respect the name change. So, and I'm reading this directly from NBC's page because they they broke the the biggest part of the story and but this is incredible. So Terrence Williams, I think we all remember him. I, I remember being excited about him because I always get excited about the six ten athletic 
semi ball handling big who maybe who ends up not doing anything. But I'm always excited about that player. That was Terrence Williams. So Terrence Williams was the orchestrator of this scheme, and he recruited other players by supplying them with fake invoices to support their fraudulent claims. And to give those fake invoices, he then got a kickback. Federal prosecutors say at least 10 co-conspirators paid kickbacks to Williams, totaling approximately $230,000. What he would have them do is claim that they they needed uh, certain medical procedures, dental procedures, and like all of them put in basically the same tooth. <laughs> they were getting the procedure. Same tooth. Well, this is where the story turns. Right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. However, when Supreme Bay, Thank you. also known as Chris Douglas Roberts, didn't pay his kickback, Terrence Williams took to impersonating the health plan administrators oh, to intimidate him. Oh, boy. Williams is accused of, accused of creating a phony email from an administrator and falsely raising a potential issue with Douglas Roberts's Supreme Bay's reimbursement in an effort to frighten him into paying his kickback. Didn't the pirate code, he violated the pirate code. It's amazing. So, and I didn't read is, is then Supreme Bay. Is he like the informant in this situation? Is he, did he go to the authorities and that would be insane if he did that. I mean, that, <laughs> that would be really dumb. Uh, I, I really do recommend everybody. There's a 20 minute uh, interview with Supreme Bay, which, um, from like two years ago, which is, will reveal a whole lot about his thinking, um, in general, but yeah, he's like struggling, like he's struggling and it seems like has a tenuous grasp on reality. So a, a difficult person to be, uh, one of your cohorts in a criminal scheme, I think, <laughs> and one that you probably will instantly regret working with. Um, but yeah, so it's possible that he was an informant without realizing it, or I don't know, you know, that kind that whole kind of thing. There's, there's, I, I didn't re- read through all the yeah, way to that read, point. Though. I didn't, it's, I didn't it's, dive it's, in it's enough. It's possible. But the whole thing that it's so net centric and especially from that era is pretty, um, it's chef's kiss. I mean, like that's the real, that's the way to end that like 1270 era of, of Nets basketball. Um, because that was like the worst team in basketball history. Yeah. And, and, and like to think that this scam was born in that locker room mm. amongst those players, like eventually those relationships, um, like, and obviously, like, you know, we can, it's, you know, it's, it's not good what, what is alleged to have happened. What is good? You know, let's admit um, ethically. You know, I feel bad for these. I also feel bad for, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you feel bad? I, I guess it's like, uh, I don't know where they are in their life. Maybe they really need the money and that doesn't mean they should steal it, but, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, we have breaking news. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, for the podcast audience, we're going to end the show here and then we're going to attach O'Brien. What is it like? Shams is tweeting that Kyrie will not play or practice with the team until he is a full participant. Great. Great. So let's let people behind the curtain. Do you think that most of our show, I feel like most of our manufactured tension was fine. Or do you think that I think what we should do, you and I, mm-hmm. is we should just do a new open, talk about that, and then, like, the rest of the show is, like, fine. Be like, hey, guys, you know, most, yeah, we didn't record this. You know, we recorded this part later. Yeah. Does that feel good to you? Fast forward. Here we go. Like, thanks for watching, everybody. And then, like, let's go record the new open. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good that, that was it, by everybody. That was it. <laughs> 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.